Let me ask you where you were in 1966. For some of you, you were nowhere in 1966. But, but for some of you, you were somewhere in 1966. Well, I was in Mrs. Yoder's third grade class. And I was getting paddled by Mrs. Yoder. And one time she actually tied me to my chair with a cord with my hands behind my back, tied me to the chair and put her handkerchief in my mouth and gagged me. I don't recommend doing this, teachers. But she got tired of me getting up out of my seat and walking around and talking to people. But in 1966, we were also listening to, and this song was all over the airway. Some of you will remember, When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. And yes, that's actually his name, Percy Sledge. And actually, he sang this song 25 years before Michael Bolton sang this song. So I'm doing part two today of my marriage series, but I'm going to focus it on married men and fathers. So I want to talk about love and how to love. And so I thought, why not pick a good love song, right, to teach us all about love, right? So when a man loves a woman, that seems like that should sum it up pretty well. So let's just run through a few of the lyrics here. When a man loves a woman, he can't keep his mind on nothing else, especially grammar. He, he changed the world for the good thing he found. Okay, guys, go change your world. If she's bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. He's very idealistic. He has his head in the clouds, our man. Turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. He's definitely losing friends over this woman. When a man loves a woman, he will spend his very last dime trying to hold on to what he needs. You're also going to go broke if you fall in love, gentlemen. He'll give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she says that's the way it ought to be. He may catch pneumonia, but it's okay. He's in love. Well, this man loves you, woman. I gave you everything I have trying to hold on to your precious love. He sounds codependent a little bit to me. Baby, please don't treat me bad. Well, I think she treated him bad when she told him he had to sleep out in the rain. So I think a lot of men are probably wondering, do I really have to sleep out in the rain if I get married? You know, song lyrics, if you really analyze them very closely instead of just hum along with them on the radio, they sometimes are amazingly funny and really quite stupid. But, it, but at least the song title is great. When a man loves a woman. That's a great song title. And it shows the extent he would go to to love this woman. But my question is, what if a woman doesn't want to be loved the way you think you want to love her? Wouldn't it be smarter to find out how she wants to be loved and then love her? First uh, Peter 3, 7 says to live with your wives with understanding. Okay? But women are hard to understand. Who could figure them out? Not Professor Henry Higgins and Colonel Pickering in the movie My Fair Lady. Right? Eliza Doolittle was driving them up the wall. Finally, Professor Higgins says, why can't a woman be more like a man? She would be easier to get along with. And ever since the Garden of Eden, when Eve had to put on more fig leaves than Adam, the differences between men and women are great. 
So husbands, that's our challenge. To become better students of our wives. To understand them and to love them as Christ wants us to. Let me read a quote by Christian psychologist Larry Crabb. He writes, Women were designed to courageously give all they have, intellect, talents, wisdom, kindness, to others in warm vulnerability, allowing themselves to be entered and wrapping themselves with supportive strength around those with whom they relate, offering all they are as female image bearers. So I'm going to share with you four things that I believe your wife your future wife would want you to give to her in love. Number one, she wants you to engage her on a deep emotional level. Now, just saying that, I think I've seen some guys' eyes glaze over right now. Uh, I get it. Hear me out. Or hear the Apostle Paul out in Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as... Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, Each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. From this, I believe that a wife wants to be cherished, treasured, and communicated with. At the very least, she wants you to try. So start by talking about your day. Not just what you did but how you felt during the day, which is not easy. But I encourage you to do it. Initiate conversation. Ask her how she's doing. She'll respond. She's wired for relationship and deep communication. Most men aren't wired that way. We weren't raised that way. Boys usually, typically, weren't raised to express themselves, either their thoughts or their feelings. I think of my own dad. He was the strong, silent type. He hardly ever said anything. He worked hard all day at work. He came home, ate dinner, and usually watched TV, you know, watching Westerns that were on television. It wasn't until he retired and later in life that he and my mom became so close and they talked about everything. And they really had a a beautiful example of marriage to give to me. Men typically are hunters. They woo her to marry him. And then they rest on their conquests and their laurels. We're work-oriented, achievement-oriented, not sensitive conversationalists. So unfortunately, there's a lot of sad women out there who feel unloved and misunderstood. So I think men need to face the fact that we're not naturally capable of loving our wives emotionally as they have a need to be loved that way. But I know who can. The Lord Jesus Christ can. 
and he could help you guys. He could help me. And ladies, I would just encourage you, if you're always just looking to your husband to meet all of your needs, that's not going to happen. Look to the Lord. He's the one that can meet your needs. But most of us men can do better. So ask her how she's doing emotionally and ask her if is it is it possible that you can raise your game a little bit. And so when she gets up off the floor, she will she will tell you, you know, I think maybe you can raise your game just a notch or two and she'll be good enough to tell you how. Here's the second thing when a man loves a woman, she wants you to be strong and confident Now, that may sound like the opposite of number one, but it isn't. But yes, women want both. They want it all. She wants you to be tender and sensitive as well as strong and confident. She wants you to be like Jesus. Love her like Christ loved the church, it says in our text. Jesus was tender and sensitive and strong and confident. He he flipped the tables of the money changers and drove them out of the temple. He yelled at the Pharisees when, when they needed it, which was almost all the time. And yet he held little children in his arms and he forgave a woman who was caught in adultery. Your wife wants you to master your world. She wants you to be like David, who was the warrior king, but also had such a heart after God. Yeah, she wants it all. But it's easy to mix up her signals. You think she wants strong and decisive when she really wants at that moment tender and sensitive. And and we mess up a lot. In fact, probably most of the time we're learning. Be patient with us. First Timothy, first Peter three, seven, guys, live with your wives with understanding to understand someone takes time. Read the Gospels. Mirror the life of Christ and you will do fine. A third thing, when a man loves a woman, he, she wants you to have a purpose that transcends the temporary. She wants you to have purpose in your life. She wants more than just the American dream, a nice little house in the suburbs. If she's not totally secular in her worldview, she wants you to have a cause. Do you? You know what, men? You do, but a lot of us just don't realize it. Your purpose is more than just going to the place you hate for eight hours a day and then coming home and planning yourself in front of the TV for the next four hours. Have you made your wife proud of you by how you live? We can look at her face and tell. Are you interested in the things of God? Ruth? Belle Graham, wife of evangelist Billy Graham, was asked by an interviewer, Billy's gone a lot. How how has that affected your relationship? How do you deal with that? And she said, I would rather have Billy half the time than any other man all the time. It's obvious that she really respected him. So, gentlemen, what have you done to earn the respect of your life by your cause. And wives, respect your husbands, e- even when they're not totally living up to what you want them to do. Paul commands you to do that. Respect your husband. Many men today, I would say, are on a cruise to nowhere. 
And that's literally a thing. There are cruises where they have no ports of call. They just go out into the ocean and go in circles and you eat all the good food. That's like many guys. They have no dream or vision. They're just going in circles in their life. I want to read three short quotes from three different guys. The first, Viktor Frankl, a Nazi concentration camp survivor, said, Everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life. Everyone must carry out a concrete assignment that brings fulfillment. John Maxwell, a popular writer on leadership, says, Success is knowing your purpose in life, growing to reach your maximum potential, and sowing seeds that benefit others. And Albert Schweitzer, the great humanitarian, the purpose of human life is to serve, show compassion, and help others. So is your life, whether you're a famous person that seemed to have this great cause or just a person that reaches out and helps others to know God and grow in their faith, is that you? Do you have a destination? And are you taking your family with you? Paul took Barnabas, Silas, Titus, Luke, Demas, Epaphras, Epaphroditus, Tychicus, Onesimus, Philemon, Aristarchus, Justus, Rufus, Priscilla, Aquila, Mary, Andronicus, Junia, and the brother with him on his spiritual journey. Who are you taking with you? Are you taking your kids along with you? Are you taking your wife along with you in your God-given purpose? You know, someday we'll give an account to God for how we were stewards of the resources he gave us, including our families. So what can you do? Let me just give a few practical suggestions. The first thing would be read your Bible every day. Get in, your, in the Word, even if it's a small section. Read something in the Bible every day and put it into practice. Read a book. Lots of good Christian books on male, being a male and, and leadership and so forth. If you're not a book reader, I wish you were. But there's right now media is an excellent resource. Our church subscribes to it. You could get on there. And there's hundreds of good videos on being a man. Join the men's group at church. Come to our breakfasts once a month. Be a part of that. Go on a mission trip to CAP in August and in October. Find a place of service in the church. Get involved in the community. You will have a wife that's proud of you. She'll be glad she married you. And the last point, she wants you to be growing spiritually. So again, are you a man that's growing spiritually? Are you in the Word? Do you read your Bible? Are you a worshiper? Are you growing emotionally by interacting with your wife? Are you growing intellectually? Are you learning on the job? Learning a new skill, maybe a new hobby. Gail Sheehy says, if we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. Growth demands temporary surrender of security. It may mean giving up familiar but limiting patterns. Safe but unrewarding work. Values no longer believed in. Even relationships 
that have lost their meaning. You're never too old to grow. Pablo Casals, at age 95, still practiced music one hour a day. And he was asked, why do you still do that? You're 95 years old. And he said, I think I'm making progress. I I love that spirit. You're never too old to grow. My my father-in-law took up theater, doing local theater in his 50s. He had never done that ever before. I would never want to do that. In his 60s, he had a goal. I'm going to ride this 40-mile bike ride. And he did it. He accomplished it. And then he says, I I want to do it like once a week. And he did it. Moses was 80 when he led Israel out of Egypt. No quality woman wants to be married to a half-comatose couch potato who bores her to tears with banal conversation or no conversation. Get unstuck. Read about Joseph in Genesis 37 through 50, who went from spoiled teenager to second in command in Egypt. Read about Caleb, who at 85 took the last stronghold of the giants for Israel. Continue to grow. That's how you can love your wife. So Percy Sledge has a really good love song with a great title, no doubt about it. Although I would think the content might be a little shaky. So let's change the lyrics of Percy Sledge's song just a little here. When a man loves a woman, he'll do whatever it takes to engage her at a deep level. Show strength and courage. Pursue his purpose with passion and attract others to his mission. Will it be a hit song? Probably not. But I think it'll be a hit with his life. And in closing, this is something for everybody here, for our our females in the audience this morning. You, all of us here who are in Christ, are the bride of Christ. That Jesus Christ will love you and wants to be with you for all eternity, even if your spouse didn't. He does. And you have that. Let's pray. Well, thank you, Father, for your word, which always challenges us to go higher and deeper and further than we are. So I pray, Lord, that you would stretch us, guys, a little bit here. That you would make us desire to be the best husbands that we can be and the best fathers that we can be. Because it is an awesome calling and responsibility. And we know in ourselves we're not up to the task. But, Lord, your Holy Spirit in us and your word guiding us, we can We can be better. Help marriages. Strengthen them, Lord, in our church, I pray in Jesus' name.